The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests, and do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of the Hartford or its affiliates. You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by the Hartford. Welcome back to the Small Biz Ahead podcast. I'm Elizabeth Larkin, and I'm here with Gene Marks. Gene, how are you doing? Doing okay today. Starting to uh, enjoy the weather. We're hoping that the spring is going to stay springy. I doubt that. I think we're <laughs> about to get a huge snowstorm. Don't say that, man. I travel a lot, and I hate bad weather, so... I'm, I'm a big, big proponent of global warming, Elizabeth. So <laughs> keep it warm. Yeah, yeah. Keep the runways dry. Great, great. <laughs> so today we have a special guest that I want to introduce. Her name is Jana Kaplan, and she is a writer, and she's been working on some articles for Small Biz Ahead, so we thought we'd have her on to talk about office organization. Jana, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. It's nice to be with you guys. How do we spell Jana? Jana, how do you spell your name? G-O-H-N-N-A, like John. G-O-H-N-N-A. Oh, J-O-H. So not Johanna, but Jonna. Right. Got it. like John with an extra N. Okay. Actually, I'm going to link this in the show notes. Didn't you write an article for Newsweek a long time ago about my name? About how it's like the simplest name ever, but people... Get it wrong all the time. You must get questions about it all the time. My name, you know, my, my first name is Jean and last name is Marks. And I'd say 10% of the time when people email me or they talk to me on the phone um, or face to face, they call me Mark. And I don't know why. And these are- the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors and guests and do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of the Hartford or its affiliates. You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast brought to you by the Hartford. Welcome back to the Small Biz Ahead podcast. I'm Elizabeth Larkin, and I'm here with Gene Marks. Gene, how are you doing? Doing okay today. Starting to uh, enjoy the weather. We're hoping that the spring is going to stay springy. I doubt that. <laughs> I think we're about to get a huge snowstorm. Don't say that, man. I travel a lot, and I hate bad weather, so... I'm, I'm a big, big proponent of global warming, Elizabeth. So <laughs> keep it warm. Yeah, yeah. Keep the runways dry. Great, great. <laughs> so today we have a special guest that I want to introduce. Her name is Jana Kaplan, and she is a writer, and she's been working on some articles for Small Biz Ahead, so we thought we'd have her on to talk about office organization. Jana, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests, and do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of the Hartford or its affiliates. You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by the Hartford. Welcome back to the Small Biz Ahead podcast. I'm Elizabeth Larkin, and I'm here with Gene Marks. Gene, how are you doing? Doing okay today. Starting to uh, enjoy the weather. We're hoping that the spring is going to stay springy. I doubt that. I think we're <laughs> about to get a huge snowstorm. Don't say that, man. I travel it. a lot and I hate bad weather. So I'm, I'm a big, big proponent of global warming, Elizabeth. So <laughs> keep it warm. Yeah, yeah. Keep the runways dry. Great, great. <laughs> So today we have a special guest that I want to introduce. Her name is Jana Kaplan, and she is a writer, and she's been working on some articles for Small Biz Ahead, so we thought we'd have her on to talk about office organization. Jana, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. It's nice to be with you guys. How do we spell Jana? Jana, how do you spell your name? G 
G-O-H-N-N-A, like G- John. G-O-H-N-N-A. J. Oh, J-O-H. So not Johanna, but Jonna. Right. Got it's it. like John with an extra n. Okay. Actually, I'm going to link this in the show notes. Didn't you write an article for, I don't know, Newsweek a Newsweek. long time ago about my name? <laughs> about yeah. how it's like the simplest name ever, but people... Get it wrong all the time. You must get questions about it all the time. My name, you know, my, my first name is Jean and last name is Marks. And I'd say 10% of the time when people email me or they talk to me on the phone... Um, or face-to-face, they call me Mark. And I don't know oh, why. And these are people that I, like, I know, and they'll just be like, yeah, okay, good speaking with you, Mark. You know, and I'm like, well, good speaking with you, Smith. You know? <laughs> <laughs> There's something in the brain. So that's why Jana was just an a unusual name. All right, we're going to hear from our sponsor, and then we're going to be right back with our question for Jana about setting up a virtual office. The Small Business Ahead podcast is brought to you by the Business Owner's Playbook. Whether you're a seasoned small business owner or just starting out, the Business Owner's Playbook is your go-to destination for how to run your business. From business plan templates to advice on managing employees, the Business Owner's Playbook features up-to-date, sound advice on running your business. Okay, we're back. Our first question is from Evelyn in Los Angeles. I think that's the first time we've had someone from like a big city write in. Yeah, most of the time, by the time people on the West Coast start waking up, they've (laughs) fallen asleep listening to us. Okay, so here's Evelyn's question. Evelyn writes, I run a small tech service business in Los Angeles. We help people move to the cloud. That's interesting. Given the price of rent, I've decided to shutter my office so my entire company, which is me plus two employees, will be working from home. My employees are mostly on the road, but they do work at home from time to time. What's the minimum amount of stuff we need in our offices (laughs) to be successful? So, Jonna, I know this is right up your alley because you do a lot of writing about getting rid of stuff. So what Mm -hmm. would you say is the minimum that Evelyn needs in an office? Well, I assume that she means her employees will be working from their own home, not that they'll be on the road and then sometimes with her in her home office. So oh, that would be awkward. That. Yeah, I think I think that's safe to assume. So I think, you know, it varies depending on you as a person and depending on what kind of work you do. So obviously, if you have certain tech requirements that you need, and maybe Gene can talk more about that later, because um, that's more in line with what he does. But uh, as far as furniture and accessories and equipment that you might have at home, I would just say you can start really small. Like it's tempting to go in from day one with the perfectly outfitted office and you buy half the stuff at Staples and you have everything that you could ever possibly need. But in reality, most people don't need all that stuff. And once they have it, they don't get rid of it. They just let it sit around this clutter. Um, and then it's distracting and it can really hurt your productivity. So you can really probably start with like a nice chair, um, a desk or table to work at, a good laptop and phone or whatever it is that you use. And then, you know, anything that you find that you need, if you discover that you are often printing out documents, you can go to get a printer. It's not hard to get one, you know, probably that same day or deliver the next day. So really kind of take the time and and have your everyday work experience inform what you really need to purchase. So, Johnny, so you you work a lot from home, correct? I do, yeah. So, are you are you working from home right now? Are you in your mm-hmm. home office? Okay, so so take us into your office now, Jana. I want Ooh, you to I like this. I want, I want you to describe to us exactly what you're seeing. What is all around you? This is your home office, right? Where you spend all the time during the day. What what, yeah. what do you see? 
So my desk is, um, it's actually an Ikea countertop because I like long desks and the desk tops they sell were pretty short. So it's a, it's a wooden countertop. Do you remember, do you have, do you have any memory what you paid for that desk out of curiosity? Uh, no, but I actually have a picture of my office on my Instagram. If anyone wants to go digging through. Oh, I will, I will link to that in the show notes. Okay. And I think I have the name of the component, so you could look it up, but it's not, not, um, crazy expensive by any means. So it's a countertop on top of two of those um, metal legs that they hmm. sell separately for desks. Um, I have a little trash can. I have a calendar on the wall. Um, a calendar? Who has calendars in 2017? I love a wall calendar. Do you? Okay. I have a lot of calendars. I, have, um, I use a paper planner, which is always on my desk. Hmm. And I have a calendar. And then I look at the one on my phone and my laptop as well because I really need to see visually to plan out like when things are due in the month and when things are happening. Um, that might be kind of a freelance writer saying that, that I might need more calendars than other people just to, to um, conceptualize that. If you're a visual um, person, yep. I highly recommend having a wall calendar. I'm the same way. And I have, you know, I use my Gmail calendar, my, my Google calendar. I use the calendar on my phone. But I love because I'm always planning out content and when we're going to be recording this mm. this episode. I love to just be able to glance up at a wall calendar. So I'm I'm a big fan of that. If you feel like you're constantly having to look at your calendar, consider getting a wall calendar. Now, John, do you have um, do you use your home phone for communicating? Like, what are you talking to us on right now? Is this your cell phone? It's my cell phone, and this is the only phone that I have. Um, I don't do too much interviewing or anything like that over the phone. I primarily use email, so um, the cell phone works fine for me. Obviously, if someone had a much more phone-heavy business, they would need you know, a more reliable phone system, but this works great for me. What, what about your computer? Do you have a Mac? Or do you have a PC? I have a PC, yeah. Just one computer? Is that the only computer in your home? Yep, just one, and I use it to travel also. It's just a little Dell Inspiron. It's a Dell Inspiron, so you like undock it, you're saying, and then you take it with you on the road? Yep. Got it. Now, I have three laptops. I have one laptop on my desk, which never moves, and it's a big one, like a gaming kind of, you know, whatever. It's, a, it, it's great. Then I, I have a travel laptop as well that I carry around with me everywhere. What's that? Um, the laptop on my desk is a Lenovo laptop. It's a, it's a ThinkPad. And then I carry around a Dell, same thing as you, um, it's an Inspiron as well that I carry around as my travel laptop, which is really good. And then I have a third laptop in, in our living room because I sit and watch, John, I watch a lot of TV. Okay? <laughs> I just, or, Orphan Black, I can't recommend, fantastic. But as I'm watching it, I like to do a little work as well. I can multitask, so I keep a laptop That's in my... That's not good for your brain. Well, it depends. Different people work different way. I, my, my brain seems fine right now, but I'll <laughs> let my neurologist uh, opine on that. Uh, but but I, So I have like three different labs, but it's good that you only have one. Now, what about in your office? Do you have, um, you, do you have any pets? No, I don't. Oh, okay. So that, that, that takes a lot of, you know, a lot of complications out of a home because a home worker sometimes has pets. And what about personal items in your office? Do you have photos of family and friends or whatever? Or do you consider that to be a distraction? No, yeah, I don't have that. I have one um, poster on the wall that's kind of a cute, like, inspirational little poster. And, and I have um, a few also IKEA cardboard boxes that are file boxes. Um, and those are kind of over on the other side of the room because I do need to um, access like some old stuff I've written and things like that. Um, but I don't use them too often. So I no longer have a big heavy file cabinet. I used to have one of those and I got rid of that because, again, it's not essential 
Um, right. And why, why clutter up your space with, with it, stuff you don't really need. If I gave you the opportunity, say an unlimited budget, you could, you could completely scrap your entire office, just gut it and start from the ground up. Is there anything in it that you would change or want to see better? No, there, there's other parts of my house that I would have to take your <laughs> Join the crowd. <laughs> Jean, what, how does it work having three laptops for you? Because like for me personally, I have, I mean, I have a full-time job at an office. I'm not a small business owner, but mm -hmm. at home I have an iMac on my desk. And then I also have a laptop that I travel with mm -hmm. and I do everything in Google Docs. Mm -hmm. But for you, I mean, how do you keep all your files organized? Well, for, first of all, this is for any small business owner. They're working from home or they're mobile or whatever. It, it's 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 the cloud, baby. You know, it is. It's a cloud based world. Those laptops that I have. And by the way, and, and Johnny, you're going to get jealous. I bought my Dell Inspiron off of it, it's a thousand dollar laptop. I got it for four hundred bucks from some sketchy looking guy off of Craigslist. <laughs> and I met him in a shopping center in Jersey back in December. And I gave him four hundred bucks in cash. <laughs> and the thing works great. But, you know, to me, a laptop since 2017, they're just devices. They're, they're dumb machines. Like, I don't save anything locally. Um, we use in our company, uh, we have Microsoft Office, um, so everything is OneDrive. So everything I do is saved on OneDrive. Everybody's but saving it. Do you have to sa specifically save it somewhere? Yeah, absolutely. Just, but, okay. it's, it's, but it's automatic. It syncs. And so okay. it's, when you have it set up the right way, you open it up and um, you're working on a document. It's automatically saving there's online. there's nothing worse than traveling and then you, can't you get a think, document. oh, I got to go get that document. That never happens and, to me. Never happens to oh me. So we gosh. have a cloud-based CRM system, a cloud-based accounting system, and a cloud-based file sharing system. And... Um, is I've never, ever been anywhere where I'm like, I can't get access to a file or, or whatever. I don't care what device I have. And what's really great is if a laptop, one of my laptops goes on the floor, like say my travel laptop uh, breaks or whatever, it's like kind of happened. Oh, then I'll just take my living room laptop with me, you know, when I travel <laughs> and while I buy another one, you know, and yeah. in other words, like I'm not like, blech, I'm like down and, and whatever. And then it used to be when you bought laptops, it was a huge headache to like, you know, configure it and install all the applications, or whatever. That's kind of gone away now because everything's on the cloud. Like I get a laptop and I'm up and running on it like pretty quick because I don't have to go through the whole migration of What do you think about stuff. Chromebooks? You know, Chromebooks are fine as long as you are, you know, you know online all the time. Um, sometimes like if I'm on a plane, I will download some files just to be local so I can work on them. And then when they're done, you know, yeah, they get uploaded. Yeah, the Wi-Fi never works on oh, and the ones on, don't even get me started about the Wi-Fi on planes. I mean, it's just, you Yeah, know, I've, saw you, I've seen you angry tweeting at uh, American Airlines. Oh, it's, Amer <laughs> Amer it's not American Airlines, the go-go. It's, it's, oh, go-go uh, yeah, Wi-Fi, Evil, yeah. evil people. Uh, but very, very slow uh, internet. So, it, it, you know, but it's improving, but it's you know, using like a, a Chromebook itself is not necessarily like the best thing. Hey, so, Jonna, so in your office, do you have any specific rules what you can and can't do in your office? Do you eat in your office? Um, no, I don't. But I have in the past when I lived in smaller apartments and my office was also my table and everything else. Um, so I don't have that as a hard and fast rule. It's just um, the the layout of my house now doesn't really lend itself towards bringing food up there. Got it. But, you know, I think it's okay unless, I don't know, it all depends on like what's going to distract you. If, if somebody finds that, that eating or, or watching TV or <laughs> anything else in their office is distracting them, then, then don't do it. But, you know, if they're okay with it, I think it's fine. Fair enough. And do you have any distractions in your office? Do you have a TV in your office or anything like that? I'm thinking no. no. I, I don't have a TV at all, actually. Um, but I do multitask. I do sometimes if I'm doing something that's 
um, doesn't require so much brain power. I'll be watching also a video on my phone at the same time, like nothing too, um, nothing too intellectual because that, that would distract me, but something like a YouTube video of someone applying makeup, I can, I can watch that and, and be like, yeah, you can't write at the same time. You right. can't write and watch a video at the same time, but you can do, um, those, you know, those just routine mm-hmm. tasks that we all, mm-hmm. probably the stuff you do when you're watching TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonna, what do you think about a business phone if you're working out of your house? Would you be comfortable when you have like clients calling you, uh, just using your cell phone? I think it probably depends on the scale of your business, honestly, because for me, I think I would rather stick to my own phone. It just makes it easier um, to be portable. You can work, you know, because I like to be able to work from anywhere at any time so if i know that someone's calling me on my cell phone that's always with me um that works better for me but obviously if you have um tens or hundreds of clients that are calling you all the time you're probably going to want to expand your phone service so that your personal and work life are not getting completely entangled and so that you can manage it better we have we have a cloud-based phone service. We use of a company called do. Of course. Right? It's called <laughs> Virtual PBX. It competes against Grasshoppers, another one that's very good, and Ring Central. And uh, we pay like ten bucks a month a mailbox for our employees and contractors. And now, why uh, do you do that instead of using your personal cell phone? Um, because we have an eight hundred number, so when people call our office, they get the dial by name directory, and then if they choose my number, it then gets bounced to my cell phone. Oh, okay. So it's all, all right. corporate, you know. But a lot of times, people are calling because they want to talk to somebody else in my company, and it goes to there, and then it's all managed. Uh, they can leave voicemails, and then we get it sent to us transcribed as well. Nice. So it's all I centrally managed. Yeah, it's very, very good, Great. inexpensive. Um, those services are very, very good. And then they, like, again, all of them, it's virtual PBX I use, Ring Central is another one, Grasshopper. They sell hardware as well. So some companies, they don't want to go into like a, you know, a mobile device. So they want it to go into an actual company like, oh, you know, uh, Elizabeth, uh, you know, let, let me transfer this number over to Elizabeth. You know, they actually have a receptionist and then they want it to go to like a hard drive, like a, a hard device, not um, an actual mobile phone. Hey, so Jonna, what do you, um, this is going to come out wrong, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. Oh, great. Um, how do you, <laughs> how do you dress for the day? Like, are you, you know, when you, a lot of people, when they work from home, they're like, I gotta, listen, I, I can't work if I'm in like bathrobe and slippers, you know what I mean? Right. Like I gotta, this is my, I gotta get formal. Do you get formal or are you comfortable just being like chilled out when you're sitting in your office? I do dressing? get dressed. I don't dress as nicely as I would, um, if I was working in an office with other people, but I definitely look presentable. I mean, I, I might be wearing sort of loud pants but they're nice enough and you know I could run out to the grocery store if I had to I could answer the door and probably have some makeup and my hair done I, I don't I don't feel good working in um you know literally roll out of bed and start working <laughs> that's right I find that kind of um not a productive way to to start the day right yeah different people have different ways and then do you have like a specific routine when you're working from your office like do you have lunch like the same time of day do you take a break at a certain time you know how do you not in- not intentionally, but it probably works out like that just because of habit. Um, but no, I don't try to box myself into a schedule. I actually worked in offices for many, many years. So, you know, when I did start working from home, I, that's one of the huge perks of it for me is not having to take lunch between 12 and 1245 every day. And, you know, um, so, yeah, that doesn't help me. But I think it does help some people. Um, they really need that sort of discipline and routine in order to work or else they just get all over the place. 
Got it. That's good. And then another question for you, because you're working from home. When was the last time you ever you actually sent a fax? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I couldn't even tell you. Right. But it probably- I, I believe uh, Bill Clinton was president at the time <laughs> and it was the dot com boom. The last time I sent a fax, it probably was not even a work thing. It probably related to some sort of government office or some sort of like personal right. uh, in your house or something thing yeah. where, where they were still using. Yeah, it's pretty much all scanning and emailing. So you don't have a fax machine in your office, but you have a you do have a unit that you can scan. Do you have a copy machine in your office? I did. Mine is actually broken and I'm, I'm I have to buy a new one. Um so I go over to my mom's house and use hers for now. But yeah, so <laughs> essentially, yeah, I, I'm having a um, copier, scanner, printer. You think that's important? Useful. Yeah, for me, yeah. Right, right. But I think there might be people who work um, even more in cloud-based worlds where they don't need to print out documents at all, you know? We don't. So I, we use eFax is our service, mm-hmm. believe it that we've been using that since the 1940s. You know, it's been around that long. <laughs> and um, when we, so I don't even have a scanner in my office, but if I ever need something scanned, I just, I fax it to eFax and it turns into a PDF and emails it back to me like immediately. Wow. And um, now there, there's a little bit of a cost to that. So it's not, it's not completely free, but then, you know, I get it. And then I sort of, so I don't, I haven't sent a fax in a while, but I've sent I know this sounds weird. Faxes the e-fax only because in place of a scanner. Um, but I don't, we haven't copied stuff. I haven't had much need to do copying either. But you have a printer, right? I do. And John, do you ever, you, do you print, right? Do you still print stuff out? I do. Not because I really need to, but because my brain works. Like sometimes I need to take notes. Um, Agreed. Off of a document or something. And I just have an old school brain that works better when I can physically mark the page. Um, but that's, I also read paper books still. Right. Um, but, you know, that's, again, another individual decision. I um, wouldn't be I, able to write without being able to print stuff out. Yeah. I cannot proofread my own writing on a computer screen. Right. I have to print things well, look out. At, look at Jonathan. She's, so she's got the paper calendar. She's got the paper book. <laughs> she's printing stuff out. She's right? old I school. Mean, yeah, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Jonathan, when you were done, we're going to watch a couple episodes of The Brady Bunch together. Just to kind of, <laughs> you know, if we're in the 70s, you might as well live it, right? So, Jean, can you talk a little bit? So I think Jana's advice, just to summarize it here, is start small and then it is so easy to just run out to Staples if you decide, like, you know what, I do need a filing cabinet. It's so easy to do that. Um, and we will link to Jana's article in the show notes. Because and our Instagram account. And our Instagram pictures account. Of your, yeah. yeah. Um, Jana just bought like a beautiful colonial home in New London, Connecticut. Mm. So she's been documenting it on her Instagram account. So we will put up the picture of, um, Hmm. of her office and we will also link to the article she wrote because it's pretty extensive. It's kind of what you need for an office, what you don't need for an office and how how to get all the clutter out of your office, because Mm. I'm assuming I know that happens for me a little bit, just the paperwork piles up and like mail piles up and just how to get rid of all that stuff. Hmm. But I'm wondering for you, Jean, I'm now going to ask you some of the questions you were asking Jana. Yes. How do you, what is your routine for the day? Like, how do you make sure that you're not just like walking into your office? Like, oh, I don't know. I don't know where to start. Like you, I'm sure have a set routine. I really do. Follow. Yeah, I really do. Everybody, it's funny. Everybody has their own way of like doing work. So 
Um, I get up at five every day. Oh my god! I know, and I go straight into the office. Like I don't shower, and I don't actually haven't showered dog. in months. Um, <laughs> no, the dog. Well, I've none of it. Dog's fast asleep. The oh, dog really? is not. Does okay. not want to go out at five in the morning. Are you kidding me? And, Smart uh, dog. We, no, it's a like, very lazy dog. So we, uh, and I will work through until um, my wife uh, goes out to her job, which is she usually leaves around 7.15. Mm-hmm. And at that point, that's when I'll take the dog. I say I'm working from home the entire day. So I'll take the dog out, you know, at that point and walk her out. And then the dog does the business, come back. And then I swear to God, I come back into my office, both of you guys and, and John, and maybe you can relate to this. And then I look up and it's six o'clock. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I can't even tell you. What goes on in that office during the day that is the Marx Group International Worldwide Headquarters inside <laughs> of the, the deals and the transactions that are done during the day. I just, you know, I have um, I work off my CRM system, so I have to do list of what I need to get done today. And I block out time. I'm like, OK, between now and you know lunchtime, I'm, I'm working on my actions for today. The emails I got to send back the proactive stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I and I know in advance, I like, I, you know, sometimes I have calls scheduled during the day. And then sometimes I'm like, you know, at, at, after that call, I got to take an hour or two out and I need to um, work on this, these three quotes that need to get out. Okay. So I know all that in advance. Very blocked off day. So what advice would you give Evelyn as a fellow small business owner with employees on transitioning from, uh, let's say, a brick and mortar office to a virtual office? Well, the, um, we did that like 10 years ago. We had a brick and mortar office and, and our employees were, you know, coming into the, well, not that much. That's why we, you know, they were, they were out. So it's, uh, you know, it is, it's a cultural change. And um, I think it's a good change to make. But at the same time, you have to be very, very cognizant of the employees that might not be adapting well to that change. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the 2080 rule. It's like 20 percent of the people take up 80 percent of your time. It's likely there might be one or two people in your company, depending on the size of your organization, that just aren't going to adapt as well. And you, you just need to have your radar up, your antenna up to make sure that you are, um, you know, you know who those people are and you got to sort of coach them through it. Yeah. Um, but if they don't fit in the culture, I got to tell you, I mean, you know, if if you close your offices and you're making everybody work from home and somebody can't work from home, um, it, it does not bode well for a long term relationship well, with that employee. It sounds like in your business and in Evelyn's business, the employees are mostly out on the road. Well, she does cloud a services. Bit of t- yeah, but she's yep. going into people's businesses right. to help them transition. So that's a lot of I mean, you know, a lot of independence, old school business owners that yeah. takes a lot of hands-on yeah. help to yeah. be like are you sure it's going to be there are you sure it's going to be there so yep it sounds like her employees are on the road most of the time and they're in their home for a, a short amount of time so the hope is that they they're kind of like my company where they're they're already used to being mobile and independent and yeah. unsupervised and they're out around doing their stuff and so just working from home rather than working from a desk in the office doesn't really make um, a difference the one other advice i would give evelyn and I am not taking this advice is to try and have, um, you know, uh, more times to get together face to face with your people okay. as a group, you know, and I'm terrible at that. Like we only do it like once or twice a year and cause you're busy and whatever. But if I was a better manager, um, I'd be having like monthly meetings, even at a Starbucks, you know, yeah. or somewhere where just, you, everybody can see each other and trade some ideas and go over. It's nice. Buy everyone and, some lattes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Really. And, and it's nice, you know, humans need to interact yeah. You know, it's it's very important. Um, we are also going to link to Gene has written extensively about work from home programs. So we're going to link to all of his articles um, 
Some of them are seven best practices from a work from home program, um, the nine tech tools that you need to have a work from home program slash virtual office. So we will link to all of that in the show notes. Hey, John, so don't, don't you get lonely working from home all day? Don't you want to get like a, a doggy to be around with you or a cat? I would, I would love to get a cat someday. Um, right now I travel a bit too much to, you know, I, I wouldn't want to leave the cat home alone, but someday... Yeah, there's definitely a cat in my future. Okay, well, I'm, I'm more of a dog fan than a cat, and we have both dogs <laughs> and cats, but cats can be left alone for, I mean, they're way easier to leave alone at home than How than long dog. can you leave a cat alone? Oh, my God. Well, I mean, like, we have somebody come in, if, we, if we're yeah. away, like, once a day to feed the cat, you yeah. know, change the litter and Play all of that. And yeah, then the cat's, you like, sleeping. You have a reliable person to come in and... Yeah. Yeah, you, know. you do. Elizabeth is looking for extra work. She can call on her. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, Jonna, tell us about the other stuff you're working on. I know you just started a new travel blog. Yeah, I just started a new thing. Um, it's a little travel writing project for which I'm visiting every state in the USA in 2017. And I'm trying to document what it feels like to be a domestic traveler now in these crazy times that we're living in. She has beautiful <laughs> photography. We'll link to that in the show notes too. So you, I think, what states have you been to so far? So far, just DC and Pennsylvania, because I just started at the end of January. Um, but hmm. obviously lots more coming up. Huh. Definitely. Okay. So you've been to Pennsylvania. Did you go to Jean's neighborhood in Philadelphia? Were you in Philadelphia? Did you go to, I, ban- did you go to Banshee, Pennsylvania? Does anybody know Banshee? <laughs> I did not, but I TV love show. Philadelphia, by the way. Yeah. Great city. Philly is a great town. My uh, my recommendation is you should go to an Outback Steakhouse in every state <laughs> in the country. It's the best restaurant, my favorite restaurant. There is a photographer that I follow on Twitter who goes to McDonald's yeah. in every state and he meet he like just interviews people and it's so interesting and he takes their picture and there are people that go to McDonald's every single day. Yeah, that's a like, great that's a great idea actually. They have a group of people that they meet at McDonald's and play like cards with and have like coffee mcdonald's actually has really good coffee uh, mcdonald's is awesome all right i mean i'd love to eat there more but uh, I, mean, no, I would have a gee, big i would have no. a big mac over a fancy meal any i love mcdonald's Ugh. it's all in moderation it's so gross oh stop. oh i think McDonald's i will is give great. you the french fries are awesome yeah they are um, the hash the best thing about McDonald's is the clean bathrooms on every highway anywhere in America. Yes, True. yes, that, that is a good travel tip. So we will link to that, yeah. um, and we will link to Jana's article that she wrote about um, office organization in the show notes. Jana, thanks for for joining us. Thanks, Jana. Thank, thank you so much. Take care. Okay, we'll be right back with question number two, and this is going to be about managing vendors. Are you looking to expand and grow your small business but don't have time to keep up with the latest trends in technology? We've got you covered with the weekly Small Biz Ahead newsletter. Sign up today and start receiving our weekly email chock full of the latest tools and resources to help you run a successful business. Find us at smallbizahead.com. Okay, we're back with question number two. This is Kirsten from Washington, and she has a problem with vendors. So Kirsten writes, my business has zero employees, but 22 vendors. You know what? I've got a problem with vendors. They (laughs) charge me too much. Of course she has a problem with vendors. She says, yes, all of them are necessary, because of course that was my next thought. Um, 
What tech do you recommend for managing this many vendors? Also, lots of them need to interact. What are the limits to how much I should require vendors to interact with each other? Mm. Sometimes they get competitive and every now and then they point fingers. How should I manage? So first of all, so let me just make sure we have the facts right. So she has no employees. Zero employees. She's got 22 vendors. Yes. We don't really know what she does. No, right? she didn't give us that information. And by the way, when you write in, you can give us your business name. I'm happy to link to it in the show notes. You don't need to give us your location if you want to. I feel like everyone just started saying like, I'm Jean from Philadelphia, right. I'm Elizabeth from Hartford, right. but you don't have to do that. And if you want to promote your business a little bit, you're free to do that. But anyway, so yes, we know nothing about her business. Okay, but she's got 22 vendors and she wants, and they interact with each other, it sounds yeah. like. So you know, vendor A might talk to vendor D about yep. whatever projects they're, whatever they're doing and whatever. So um, how can we manage them? So actually, um, there are some you know good ways and some good technologies out there to help them manage that they might want to consider. Um, if you're doing a lot of projects, then one application you might want to think about getting is like a cloud-based project manager. So, what uh, would you recommend there? There are two good ones. Uh, Basecamp is excellent. I use Basecamp. Excellent. Another one is Asana is also very, I've very heard good. good things about yep. that. And there are plenty so- of other good ones, but those are two very well-known ones. As always, we'll link to these in the show notes, so don't. Don't worry about taking notes. Right. So uh, those are very, very, very good ways to, um, so you can you can set up projects, you can link in the appropriate vendors, it then gives them the ability to add tasks, communicate with each other, uh, take notes, you know, and then you can have workflows and guidelines and all that good stuff. So that's one way of doing it to sort of like, have like one main place. Um, if you want to go the free routes, there is like Google Docs. So you either, you know, you do it just straight spreadsheet way. And you manage it that way, but not a lot of controls over that. Not a lot of uh, you know automation related to it. I feel it, like that might get a little unwieldy. It depends on how it's being managed. Um, Twenty-two vendors. Yeah, <laughs> it's really it, it's a lot. So then um, the other the other way to do it, and again, you know, when you talk about twenty-two vendors, you don't have an employees, and you're looking for a system. Again, you're gonna you know you, you're gonna have to pay a little bit, right? So two great collaboration systems to consider: um, Slack is one of them. Oh, you love Slack. Love Slack. And I'm equally starting to love uh, Microsoft Teams, which is new. Topic for another day, Elizabeth. But it's a new part of Office 365, and that is Microsoft's Slack killer. That's their competitor to Slack, which now exists within Office 365 Business Edition. And if you set up Microsoft Teams or Slack, you can set up folders for jobs, projects, ideas, whatever. Um, and again, you can you can give your vendors access to those projects and then have them communicate, collaborate, you know, update documents, you know, take notes to it, you know, sort of that way. So you kind of keep them all track in one place. I, you know, it, it's 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 a job to keep all of that going and to keep it organized. And then your vendors, of course, the biggest issue you're going to have is do they want to, um, you know, do they want to um, actually participate in all of this? They've got, you know, other customers that they're working with. So. You're definitely going to have those challenges. If you make it real, I mean, it sounds like if you're managing 22 vendors, your business is managing those vendors. Yeah, that sounds, sounds like you're like a project manager and yeah. this is like what you're doing. So that's why a good project management application is yeah. really good. Now, in my company, because we are so invested into CRM, um, I would probably be doing this through our own CRM system. Yes. So we're using, you know, we use Zoho internally. But there are a lot of other great ones that Microsoft has their dynamics and Sage is sugar. 
Um, you know, a, a bunch of nimble is a, is a good one that's out there. Insightly is excellent. Um, those ones that I just named, you can set up, you know, your projects within, within those systems. Um, and then just within your CRM system, uh, have it do what a project manager would do. None of the CRMs do it as well as a project managers, but if you're already using a CRM system, like the ones that I mentioned, um, then I, the first thing I'd probably recommend is to expand your use of it. That way you're not adding on new software and complicating your life anymore. Now, what about her, her um, issue with the vendors getting competitive? Right. And pointing fingers. Right. I mean, I feel like you would just shut that down immediately. Yeah, well, I mean, so her vendors are eight-year-old children. Is that what you're saying? Is that, <laughs> that what's good? She's, she's, she's actually a school teacher. She's not a business owner, and she's just trying to figure out how to manage her third-grade class. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> so, you know, I, you know, what do you want me to say? I mean, they're, you know, your vendors are getting competitive, and they're pointing fingers at each other. That's, you know, to me, you know, your vendors are your partners, and um, over the years, um, so we implement CRM systems in our business and other technology systems. We work with IT firms that manage networks. And man, I'm telling you, like the cardinal sin, Elizabeth and John, if you're still there, one of the cardinal <laughs> sins is, is if an IT partner points at, like that we're working with, points a finger at us, you know, like, you know, to the client, I'm like, well, I guess we're just not going to be working together yeah. anymore because that's, we're partners here. Yeah. So, you know, if well, you're managing wonder, your vendors right. Sorry. Go ahead. I am still here. Jean, how you know when it's a tech problem and when it's a human relations kind of problem, because I want to say she should hire an assistant to just manage these vendors, because every company that I've worked for, which were much bigger companies that deal dealt with a lot of vendors, they, they had employees whose job was, was essentially handling them. And yeah, that is wonder, a full-time you job. You know, how do you even know when um, you've gone beyond um, what a technology can handle. You know what it is? I, I think what you have to do is, um, and I do this with the subcontractors that I hire, um, I, I do lay down some sort of rules of the road, you know, John, like some, some laws saying, listen, if we're going to work together, here's like three things you cannot do. You know, I'm just saying these three things. And maybe one of those three things is I don't want to hear about you bickering with our other vendors. We're all one family. We're all one team. We're all in, trying to do what's in the best interest of our mutual customers here. So if there's an issue, bring it to me uh, and we'll get it resolved like adults. That's like what I like when I say when I hire like a subcontractor, um, I, I'm always like, listen, if you're working at a client um, or you bump into another and, and do work on the side for that client and not, you know, like that I don't know about that's like a bad thing. You know, like I'm not going to work with you ever again if you're basically stealing work from, from my company's clients, you know, because oftentimes clients will ask them to do, you know, say like, hey, you know what, instead of forget Gene's company, why don't you and yep. I just work, you know, on whatever. Um, and I'd say just bring it to my attention because sometimes I might say, yeah, go ahead and do it. It's yeah. fine. It's not that big a deal. But please don't show me the disrespect of just not and then just doing something on your own. Do you sign so, contracts with them? I have independent contracting agreements with, with my contractors, but they're worthless. Because what am I going to do? I'm going to go and chase somebody down and sue them and whatever. Some guy working yeah. out of his home. Like, well, you know, come on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repossess his you know, 1994 Honda Civic, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's not worth it. But we do just say like, listen, we want to have a relationship together and, and I want to keep giving you work. Um, and you're going to say this, this Evelyn should be saying this to her vendors. I want to continue to give you work. I want to still work, but to have a relationship, you know, th this is like just two or three things that you just can't do. You know, I can't abide and I can't abide you sniping or bickering with another one or competing yeah. against another and undercutting them. Um, we, we, we have to have a few, you know, you know, foundational rules here. And that might work. 
All right, we'll be right back with Gene's word of brilliance. Running a business is challenging, and you probably don't always have the time to research new strategies, market trends, and develop skills. But imagine if you could have all the latest information on running a business delivered to you every week. Luckily, there's the weekly Small Biz Ahead newsletter. We offer some of the best information available for business owners, ranging from topics such as time management, game-changing technology and apps, to developing management and leadership skills. Sign up today for the Small Biz Ahead newsletter at smallbizahead.com. All right, we're back with Gene's word of brilliance. Two words. We actually just kind of talked about earlier this episode, but I'm going to have to bring it up again. The two words are, um, Elizabeth, is uh, Microsoft Teams. And the reason why I bring up Microsoft Teams is because it's new. Um, It was just introduced uh, just a few months ago. Um, at late in late 2016, um, I like it so much because we have so many clients that have Microsoft Office already, and they are horrible with it, right? I mean, they use like 10% of what Office does. It's so typical of any business owner, you know, because we, we, we're busy and we own this product, we're paying for it, and, and we're, we're, we're using it for like as a word processor, and that's it. We talked about it earlier about Microsoft Teams, but I just wanted to just bring it back up again. It was released in the end of 2016. 16. It is part of Office Business Edition, a premium edition, which costs like $12.50 a month a user. What's awesome about Microsoft Teams, everybody, if you're going to use it for your business, is that it is you can create folders for any ideas, projects, things that you have going on. And then you get to you link inside of it any communications. You'll have instant message. You're going to get rid of your instant messenger. You're going to get your text messages will go in there. Your emails from Outlook, for example, will go in there as well, all related to that project or that idea. You can bring in documents. You can bring in spreadsheets. If you have a Skype call, me and Elizabeth have a call on Skype about this project or this idea. Boom, it gets saved inside of that folder as well. It's like a one-stop place where all communication and collaboration is done. And it happens automatically. It happens automatically. And then it's got powerful searching. So if I'd be like, hey, we're going to search for Elizabeth Larkin podcast, whatever. Boom, it pulls up wherever those documents or communications were found within the system. So if you've got an organization with, I don't know, three people, five people and beyond, and you're looking for one place where everybody can keep all of their communication collaborations together, um, this is great. And it's like Slack, which I've talked about before, which is an excellent product. It's just that Microsoft Teams, um, it's now part of Office. So if you've got Office, you can be using it. It's just it's part of the deal. And again, it was just it's a new product. And I think it's a really good product for small businesses. How would someone like Jana, who's a let's call her a solopreneur or a micropreneur? Jana, which one do you which one do you prefer? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Solopreneur. Solopreneur. Yeah. I'm going to 